FYI, this podcast contains spoilers. Happy New Year! Woohoo! Noisemakers and such. You do a way better noise than I do. Hey, everybody, welcome to episode 113 of the podcast that goes Snick. Snick! It's our year end episode. It'll probably actually be about a year, uh, not a year, well, it'll be, it'll be a long a time. Yeah, about a week after New Year's by the time we get this out. But um, anyway, happy, happy holidays, happy New Year's. Anyway, we're going to have our uh, 2014 Wolvie Awards. <laughs> and, you know, we'll uh, kind of talk about the best things in a Wolverine comics this year. But... Before we can get to that, we've got to wrap up a couple of things. Two out of three things that should have been wrapped up actually got wrapped up. And that will be... Was I one of them? No. Oh. Uh, you're not a mummy. You're a mummy, but not a mummy. <laughs> anyway, we're going to conclude the uh, Death of Wolverine, the Logan Legacy with number seven. And we're going to conclude Axis with number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Okay, put that down. I forgot about this thing. (laughs) It's hilarious. Okay. So first up, we have The Logan Legacy, number seven. This is written by Charles Soule. Pencils by Peter Wynn. Inks by Sandu Florea. Colors by John Kalitz and Brett Smith. Letters by VCs Joe Caramagna. And the cover is by Raphael Albuquerque, who I really like. But on this cover, we have some weird dude who looks a lot like a haunt from Image. And um, we have Sabretooth and Mystique and X-23 and Wolverine. Oh, wait, that's Dawkin. <laughs> um, laying on the ground in pools of blood with their spirits or whatever coming out of their bodies so when i first saw this panel i thought it was one of the guys what is his name the one who has to fight or no 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 one who has to fight which guy in a comic book has to fight no it was the guy who's really it was the girl who's really a guy oh you thought that was this yeah i thought because remember indo indo something happened to him at the end of the book and he got all weird frankenstein-y yeah. He hulked out. Yeah. So I, I was wondering if this is what he turned into. Yeah. By the way, that series did not wrap in time for the year end. It'll come out on the same day as Wolverine's number one. <laughs> oh, okay. But um, anyway, I yeah, I really like Raphael Albuquerque. Of course, of, of, of American vampire fame and has done some really cool Batman covers and stuff in DC. I do not like this cover. I no. think it's kind of dumb looking. Part of it is not his fault. I think the character is just not cool. Well, and the guys yeah. in the background look okay. I mean, I guess. Not, not, nothing I really. don't get the swirlies. Well, that's from the story. So we'll explain that as we get into it. Anyway, so what happens in uh, Logan Legacy number seven? So we have a really cool opening page from Croatia a few minutes back. I really enjoy this. We have like a castle on a hill and the full moon. 
and some creature climbing on the under, underside of a cliff. I thought this opening page looked really cool. Yeah, except I thought the guy without my glasses was like, Nintendo. Huh? Without my glasses, the little character saying, need. Oh. And without my glasses, look like Nintendo. Okay. <laughs> so we've got Dokken and Sabretooth fighting each other. Yeah, remember they're in this like digital electric cage. Yeah. I don't like the way this is drawn. I thought it was kind of cool. I thought the colors were a little... I don't... Trony. I, I, well, yeah, and then maybe that's why I don't like it. I don't like how uh, X-23 and whoever that's supposed to be standing next to her. I think that's... Uh, what's the brain guy's name? Nero. Yeah, Nero. I don't know. Anyway, so we see all the energy, but I think Sabretooth, like his face looks pretty cool, and Dawkins looks pretty cool with his mullet hawk. Yeah, so anyway, we got this guy sneaking in. And all he says is, knee. Yes. My precious. And we got Golem crawling around. Yes. But now we jump to now, and we have all our Wolverine friends hanging out with uh, this guy who we now know is um, uh, Sharp, and who we thought was Ogun, and that was confirmed. He has a plan. He wants these guys to do something for him. And in return, he'll give them the password to set them free from all their pre-programming. And they have apparently four passwords. Yes. And everyone, or some people know three, he knows the fourth one. Yes. So he wants Mystique woken up because he wants her to hear everything that he has to say. Right. So Sabretooth's like, I'll do it. Well, he wants Elixir to wake her up. And I'm no, still not real sure why Elixir is included in this group. I mean, he was a student at the Jean Grey School, but so were lots of people. Now, all these people have some sort of healing factor. He has a healing power. Right. So I guess that's why he was kind of lumped in. But So I get it from a plot point, but from like a... Wolverine point? Yeah, he's the only one that's not really closely tied to Wolverine. Yeah. Anyway, he goes, nope, I'm black. I can't heal, I kill. Yeah, apparently he has to be gold. Yeah, he has to be gold to heal. So does he not get to choose when he's gold and when he's black? I don't know. I've never really paid attention to this Is it not that character. time of the month? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so Sabretooth decides he's going to wake up Mystique. Because, because he knows she's not really dead. Yep. He goes, she fakes, she lies. Watch this. And yep. he goes to kick her and she flips him to the side of the cage. Yeah. And we know she's on her period because she has blood in her groin. Oh. <laughs> hey, I didn't draw it. Well, whoever did, did didn't think through that that's disgusting <laughs> and of course i love Sabretooth's reaction told, told you. you yeah um so neuro comes out and he says are they ready to listen and basically he says you know what don't even try to get past us because there's two others behind us i mean they kind of explain where they came from yeah how they of, were. all right so this kind of spoils the end of the weapon x program don't you think yes this really should have come out either after or at the same time. Because, now granted, we don't know how they're going to get away. We know they're going to fight like the big bads at the end. Right. But we know that, that we know they all get here. So. At some point. Yeah. Now they do say, they mention this word, this place. He says they're all part, it is in the back. The Arcadia Foundation. Yeah. Okay. So I guess we'll find out what that is. I don't remember if that's previous 
knowledge if I should know what that is and I forgot. So if that's already tied into like Dr. Cornelius, I, I don't remember. Okay. But, well, basically, Nero says, you know, when Cornelius created us, he put expiration dates on us. He didn't expect us to live. He goes, but you all did. And so, um, basically, he that's when he explains, you know, you all have a healing factor, and we want to know how your healing factor works so that we can go back to normal. Right. And Sabertooth's like, well, we're not going to let you cut us up. Yeah. Like, I don't want you to. I want you to do a mission. And Mystique's like, well, this sounds stupid, but, you know. Give me the wanna, details. Right. What are the terms? Well, what, what's the deal? I'll consider it. And basically, um, who, Sh- Shogo? Sh- oh, yeah. So Sharp is now calling himself Shogun. Shogun. So Shogun says, you know, you help us and we'll give you the four words. The fourth word. The yeah. fourth word. But he explains, like, you have four trigger words and one may put you to sleep, one controls you, one kills you. And right. one erases, so basically nobody can ever use the words on you, you again. Right. Yeah, he's like, so we're gonna give you this fourth erase yeah, word, not the first three. I yeah, mean, he gave, he used one or two of them already on one of the characters, but he basically says, I'm not gonna give you all the words, but you won't. The other, the first three words won't matter if I give you the fourth. Right, and so they get really interested. However, they're completely interrupted by. This, this stupid golem character. His name's what? Siphon? Yes. This guy's terrible. So he jumps Charles, in. Charles, so I love you, but what are you thinking? Man, this is, this is just garbage. Siphon jumps in. He's got like lightning bolts coming off yeah. of him. He, he wants to siphon Ugh. their life forces. Yes. Nero says, you know, stay away. Uh, even Cornelius was afraid of it. Right. So, of course, Elixir in his infinite wisdom, decides, oh, no, look, I'm death right now, so he can touch me and he will die. But it doesn't work that mm, way. No, Elixir ends up um, a crispy little critter on yeah, the bottom. I guess he dies. I don't know. Someone complained on uh, either Facebook or Twitter that um, how did they kill because he was a big fan of uh, Academy X, which is where uh, Elixir comes from, that group of new students. In the perpetual cycle of new students that the X-Men have. He was one of them. And uh, he's like, why'd they kill him in a Wolverine book? He's one of my favorite characters. I'm sure he'll show up alive in another book somewhere I'm else. I'm sure he will. So anyway, everybody else runs. Yeah, they <laughs> escape. X-23 sees Dawkins being siphoned, and she runs off, and then she says, no, well, go first, back. Yeah, first I want to talk about Sabretooth takes advantage of the chaos to try to kill Shogun. Right, and he's like, no, magic word. Yep, which is... Oh, Impositor, which I don't know what that means. I don't, we'll talk about the art more later. I don't really like this whooped face that Sabretooth has. No, in fact, he I looks thought like he an old died. Witch. Yeah, he looks like an old witch. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, so like you said, X-23 sees Dawkins being attacked, and she runs past, but then she's like, no, wait, I have to go save uh, If I'm going to carry on the legacy of Wolverine, I have to go save him. So she goes back and she does. I thought that was a really cool scene. Yeah. She comes in and just slices through Siphon's middle. Yeah, but what ha- what's happening here in the art? It looks like her hand turns into, like, goo. No, she's going through him. Yeah, but there's That's her hand. Tummy. That's his tummy? That's his tummy. Then her hand comes through the other side and it looks all weird and there's no claws. I don't know what's going on. Mm. So somehow, I guess they just all get out. Yeah. 
Well, and then, um, but you realize Dawkins not healing. No, he's not healing right. When she asks if he's okay, because the little golem guy like, got runs off. Some of his energy. Yeah. Right. And so they're out in front of this castle, wherever they are. And uh, of course, Mystique is taunting Shogun. And Nero just says, You're all idiots. Right. Because like, just- if we have these words, who else has these words? And who else is going to be nice with these words like we are and try to use them to manipulate you? Right. I love how Mystique and. Uh, Death strike, just look at each other like bastard. Yeah. They're like, All right, well, what's our mission? And he says, Let's talk about that. And we see uh, the adamantium encased Wolverine corpse. I was some so rubble. pissed. Why? I knew <laughs> this is what was going to happen. Just leave the, the man dead. No way. They got to go after his body and try to figure he out how He hasn't to... even been dead, what, a month? Well, they, he's not coming back yet. First of all, this this miniseries, so this whole thing kind of served as a segue to the Wolverines miniseries. Okay. Can you hear my head shaking? <laughs> I thought it was all right. All right. So what do you th- what do you think of the art? <laughs> really? I thought overall it was pretty good. There were a couple of kind of crappy panels. But, yeah. But overall, I liked it. All right. I, it was a little stiff. It was in the stiff. action. Scenes. I don't like Dawkins mohawk mullet well but that's more of a complaint about Dawkins, not the way he draws them i mean that's his design yeah i just no i don't i don't like the siphon character yes i do not like that but i don't, I don't he, like the way he's drawn i don't like there's some really weird saber tooth faces there are and uh, i don't like siphons like his fire seems very contrite like is it fire? Is it the soul sucking out? Like, what is that? I don't know. I don't even really care. I don't even bother to think about that. Yeah, so I'm... Um, okay. Well, what do you think of the story? <laughs> I like it. I like the idea of these guys all teaming up to hunt down Wolverine's body. That, we kind of took a long way to get there. Really, I mean, we really only needed two issues, which is really all we got. The ones in the middle were all something different. Filler. Yeah, two through six. Yeah, I thought I like the idea. I like the intrigue. I like. I'm I'm interested to find out. The one thing that wasn't spoiled from Weapon X program number five is: Does Sharp still have Ogun's voice inside of him? Yeah. We don't. We don't know if he'll come out of that book. Well, and I'm just curious, like if they're supposed to help heal Wolverine, then is it? Are they're they not, trying? To, they don't want to heal Wolverine. They want access to his healing factor. Yeah, but all those people have a healing factor, which they don't even they themselves don't even know about. Well, they they know about it. Mystique has a healing factor. Mystique, I don't know that she does. I mean, Sabretooth, yes. Sabretooth has. A healing factor on par with Wolverine's. Right. X-23 and Dawkins are both pretty close. Right. Um, and Deathstrike? Lady Deathstrike has like the nanobites, so she can technically artificially heal herself. I don't know, but I mean, Mystique can move her organs around, so there's that. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, I like I like this enough. I'm going to give Death and Wolverine the Logan Legacy number seven, four out of six claws. I'm only going to give it three out of six. Okay. Right. What do you think of the series overall? Uh, what was your favorite individual character book? I think my favorite one would be X-23. That was probably mine, too. I was going to say X-23 or Lady Deathstrike. I thought 
One of the most intriguing but also most frustrating was Dawkins because we really don't know what he's going to do. And that part's cool. But I don't really know still what's going on with his powers, with the Horseman of Death stuff. Right. That's really kind of all confusing and not nothing was really said about it in the issue. So I don't really know. That was kind of frustrating. But I thought the series overall was, I mean, really it just served as a bridge between the death of Wolverine and the Wolverine's miniseries. And I thought it was interesting enough of a story. I say skip it. Just move right along. <laughs> Just know the Weapon X survivors are getting the Wolverine friends to try to hunt down the body. That's really all you need. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. So anyway, real fast, let's wrap up Axis. This is number nine. This is New World Disorder Chapter 3, A Grinding Halt. This is written by Rick Remender. With art by Jim Chung, Cher- Terry, not Cherry Dotson. That'd be funny. Terry Dotson. Lineal Francis Yu and Adam Kubert. Inks by a whole army of people. Mark Morales, Dave Micus, Guillermo Ortega, Mark Roslin, Rachel Dodson, Jim Chung, Lineal Francis Yu and Adam Kubert. Colors by Paul Mounts. Letters by Chris Eliopoulos. And the cover is by Jim Chung and Justin Ponsor. And it's basically kind of a takeoff of uh, an early Uncanny Avengers cover. Number two or number three, I think. When the Red Skull head like exploding with power and the Avengers falling around him. Well, now we have all the Axis characters, including Sabretooth, falling around him. It's a pretty cool cover. It'd be better if it didn't have the giant Axis banner running through the middle of it. Kind of takes away from the art, I think. Yeah. But other than that, it's a pretty cool cover. Um, all right, so basically, remember um, Apocalypse Evan is full-grown Apocalypse, and he sets off a bomb to kill all the humans based on their genes. And we start off with Lineal Francis Yu drawing old-school Wolverine and old-school Sabretooth. And um, they're on a mission together. Wolverine's trying to talk Sabretooth into getting help from Professor X. He's like, Sabretooth, there's a good man somewhere inside of you. And he's like, Runt, you got it all wrong. There ain't nothing like that inside of me. So then we switch over, and of course the Avengers are all fighting each other, the bad Avengers and the good Avengers, trying to get the Red Skull's body, who's now the White Skull. Of course, he has Professor X and Red Skull both inside of him. Um, So he's a good Red Skull. I will say Cap, old man Cap in his super armor, reminds me very much of Dark Knight Returns, but he's fighting new Cap, Sam Wilson, who's bad now. Anyway, they fight some more. They fight some X-Men. Um, Sabretooth, you know, he's talking about, hey, this is weird. We're good guys. Like, they know something's off. The Avengers know that they've lost, like, all their moral compass, but they don't care because they're so enjoying being douchebags. Is that Mystique and Sabretooth making out? Yeah, they are. I will say Sabretooth says frail, so I thought that was a really nice callback. He's like, this hero business ain't all it's cracked up to be, huh, frail? And Mystique calls him out, like, oh, you can't talk to me like that. He's like, sorry, old habits. Oh, that was pretty cool. Anyway, he basically says that, um, you know, it's been really good being a hero. Too bad the only way to fix this is to go back to being bad people. But the world needs its heroes back more than it needs us. They're trying to reverse the spell, the inversion spell. And so basically they, um, they talk about a flashback about the time that they almost killed each other and then they ravaged each other. Ooh. And he's like, yeah, that was a different time. We fell into a black hole with each other, but now we got to help. We got to go back in there so we can pull these other guys out. And of course, Rogue beats the shit out of him, which I thought was pretty cool. 
Then we have Deadpool's head trying to talk Evan off the bad guy cliff. Uh, we go back to the moon where Loki and Thor are fighting. Loki is now a good guy. So he's able to pick up the hammer and he hits Thor in the face. Then we go back to the mansion. They decide, you know, hey, we got to hurry up and get on this spell. So basically they cast the spell. But before they can do it, Tony Stark, who really doesn't want to go back to being a good guy. Oh, so the way they get Wanda to participate is Brother Voodoo possesses her. You know, because Wanda's inverted, so she's bad. But anyway, much like House of M, when Emma Frost cast a side bubble to protect a certain group of mutants from losing their powers, and they were spared from Wanda's uh, M-Day spell, where all the mutants turned normal, Tony Stark had knew this might happen, and so he puts a bubble on himself and also captures Havoc and Sabretooth inside. So they are not returned to normal. Everybody else is. So Havoc's still a dick. Sabretooth is still a good guy. And Iron Man's still a douche. Okay. Um, then we go to later, and the heroes are recovered. And we have uh, Sabretooth with his new haircut, and he's writing a letter. Basically, I think like a letter to Wolverine. Even though he's dead, but just kind of a, you know, just kind of writing down his thoughts. And this part's pretty cool. How long is uh, it's too long to read? Basically, he says that he's inspired by who Wolverine was, that he was able to fight back his animal instincts. And basically, all the reasons he's ever hated Wolverine, now he understands, and he wants to live up to Wolverine's legacy. So basically, this is him kind of explaining that Wolverine was right, uh, and that he's going to try to be like the new Wolverine. Interesting. Yeah. So that's kind of cool, I guess. Um, we see that Doom escaped with the Red Skull's body, and he's got him trapped. That won't last. And then so Havoc, who's still kind of a bad guy, whatever, goes to visit Cyclops and they hug. So I don't know who that's more a comment on, because we know Cyclops is kind of on the fringe of being a almost terrorist now. So I guess we'll see what that comes out of that. But yeah, but he says, Sam T talks about heroes. It says they aspire the rest of us by showing it's possible to be better. But you knew that, Logan. You pulled yourself up on your own and grew into something better. Now it's my turn to see if I can find that spirit to overcome my past. The heart to push through the glaring eyes and only see the beast I was. But you'll see, Logan. I'll do it. I'll find it. The spirit of a Wolverine. And that's how it ends. So I did not care for this series overall. Not the inverted thing was kind of... Old before it started. Didn't really like all that much. But I did like some of the characterizations. Uh, I like, I'm like. i curious by what Reminder did with Sabretooth here. And I like where it ends with a letter. I thought that was cool. We've seen Sabretooth be a good guy before for different reasons. I don't expect this to last forever. But it should be a decent ride. Yeah. So um, I'm curious to see what uh, other writers. Especially what Charles Soule does with it. Now... Sabretooth's going to stay on the Uncanny Avengers when that book relaunches. So Reminder will be writing him as well. So I want to see what those two guys do. I know when the Wolverine mini, the Wolverines, plural, miniseries kicks off, we have good guy Sabretooth at that point. So at the end of Legacy number seven, he's still bad guy Sabretooth. But in this one, we have good guy Sabretooth. We know that because on the back of this access page, the Wolverine's number one, the story of the still savage, yet now morally fortified Sabretooth continues weekly. Interesting. Yeah. So Sabretooth will be on the side of the angels, so to speak. Anyway, I'm going to give Axis number nine. Uh, it was a 
good resolution besides the fact they use the M-Day bubble again to keep some people saved. I will say the art, I like all these artists. Linnell Yu is still giving top-notch work. All these other guys, not their best stuff. Seemed like a rush job. That's why there's probably so many different artists. Anyway, I'm going to give Axis number nine three out of six claws. So, the moment you've all been waiting for. Drum roll, please. With lots of fanfare, it's time for the 2014 Wolvie Awards. Wake up. <laughs> oh my gosh. You don't have applause or something on there? I don't I don't think so. So you went with a rooster. <laughs> you are a huge nerd. Okay. Just leave that alone. <laughs> Alright, so anyway, it's time for our uh, our highlights of the year of 2014 from Wolverine and Wolverine-related comics. We have one, two, three, four, five, six categories. Excellent. Absolutely <laughs> excellent. Yes, this is the most excellent of Wolverine stuff this year. Our categories will be best snicked, best snapped, best colorist, best artist, best writer, and best cover. All right. Let's go ahead and get started. Let's start off with the 2014 Wolfie for Best Snicked. Our first nominee is from Savage Wolverine number 14. Remember that series? <laughs> anyway, this one by, was by uh, Richard Eisenhove during his little bootlegger story. In that, we had a really awesome Snicked in big letters behind a jumping Logan. It just looked really cool, really badass. Our next nominee is Logan Legacy number three uh, by Kyle Higgins and Jonathan Marks. This was Sabretooth waking up for a dream where Wolverine was going to kill him, and he wakes up with a snick behind his head. A really chilling panel. Yeah. Our last nominee is Life After Logan. A one shot uh, had a bunch of different people. Uh, we're looking at the armor story that was by Rex Ogle and Patrick Sherberger. This is basically armor using her powers to fight a bunch of Wolverine bad guys, and she grows three claws out of her armor and she says out loud, "Snicked," kind of in Wolverine's honor. Pretty awesome. Yeah, pretty sweet. So uh, our first one from Savage Wolverine's just badass. Our one from Logan Legacy I thought was really cool. And in the issue that wasn't that great, it was kind of the highlight. Just the idea that, that Sabretooth was dreaming about Wolverine killing him and like the, the claw pop wakes him up. And it's just, just something really cool there. But I think our Wolvie is going to go to Life After, after Logan. Logan. Yes. Open our envelope here. Yeah. Our own Foley work. But yeah, the the Wolfie goes to Life After Logan by Patrick, I'm sorry, by Rex Ogle and Patrick Sherberger. And just the idea that, you know, the whole story is after the death of Wolverine. It's about how people are kind of dealing with his loss or with their loss for him. And I know the fact that she like literally pops these armor claws and that she says nicked like to be like Wolverine was just really endearing. That was a cool story. So yeah, that's our 2014 Wolvie for Best Snicked is Life After Logan. So for category Best Snacked, we have two nominations. 
We have Wolverine in the X-Men number 42, where he goes the whole day with no claws snacked. This is by Jason Aaron and Chris Piccolo. And we have Origins 2 number 5, the snacked so I can beat Creed with my bare hands snacked. That's by Karen Gillen and Adam Kubert. And our winner... Uh, they're both pretty awesome. Both pretty good snacks, which, you know, it's hard to find really good snacks. People don't use it that much. But um, our 2014 Wolvie for Best Snack goes to Origin 2, number 5, by Kieran Gillen and Adam Kubert. Just the idea that he's like, I can cut you. I have and will cut you many, many times. Right now, I just want to make you hurt. And I'm going to pull my claws in and just beat the crap out of you. It's just really awesome. Really badass. So that's our best snacked Origin 2 number 5. So next up is best colors. And we have first nomination is Frank Martin for Origins 2. David Carell. Curiel. Curiel for Wolverine. And Israel Silva. Israel Silva. <laughs> I don't know why you grabbed this to read all the names you can't read. I'm trying to help out so I'm not just sitting here making oh, sound effects. I'm sorry. Uh... For Wolverine, Wolverine and the X-Men. <laughs> and the winner goes to... I, well, yeah. So all these colors, what do you think? I think they all did excellent. excellent. jobs. And of course, remember Israel Silva won the 2013 Wolverine for Best Wolverine Colorist with his buddy Marte Gracia. That's right. But uh, the winner goes to... Let's open the envelope. Our envelopes are really papery. Yeah, they are. So the 2014 Wolverine for Best Wolverine Colorist goes to... Frank Martin for Origins 2. Yes, Origin 2. Origin. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) It's late, people. (laughs) Not that late. Um, It's late for me. All right, so next up, we have the 2014 Wolverine for Best Artist. And our nominees go to Adam Kubert. Origin 2. Wow, you need better handwriting. <laughs> Ryan Stegman for Wolverine. Steve McNiven for Death of Wolverine. And Mahmoud Azrar for Wolverine and the X-Men and all new X-Men. And how did you feel about these? Oh, very strong. I will say Ryan Stegman was not on the book as long as I had liked, but of course he went over to do awesome work on Inhumans with Charles Soule. And Steve McNiven is always awesome. Adam Kubert's always awesome. They're all awesome. They're both career greats. Mahmoud Azrar was kind of the new surprise for me. Because he was good at DC, but I feel like he was awesome on these two books he did at Marvel. Yeah. I, so who, who's going to be our winner for 2014 Wolvie for Best Artist? It was really, really hard. This one was really tough. I... Jason has his favorite, and I have my favorite. Yeah, so I picked Mahmoud Azrar. And I picked Adam Kubert. And you can't argue against either one of them. Nope. They both did really, really good. Um, In fact, when we made the list, Jason's like, I think this person should win. It was like, yeah, but what about this person? Well, well. I think (sighs) overall, we're going to give the Wolvie to Adam Kubert for Origin 2. But everybody in the category did awesome. Right, so for Best Writer, we only really have two options. We have Paul Cornell from Wolverine and Charles Soule from Death of Wolverine, The Logan Legacy, and The Weapon X Program. Now, 
I liked Paul Cornell a lot more than Denise did. Mm-hmm. But I think our our Wolverine, our 2014 Wolverine for Best Wolverine Writer is going to have to go to Charles Soule. Uh, death of Wolverine was a great death. It was a great the death. The other stuff's been pretty good, but yeah. the death of Wolverine is where he really hit it out of the park. Well... And what I loved about it is it wasn't cliche. It wasn't what we were expecting. Right. And that's what made it ever so awesome. Yeah, I agree. All right. So now our last category is the 2014 Wolverine for Best Wolverine Cover. Ooh. So we have several nominees, lots of really good covers. Um, We have Wolverine number seven by Ryan Stegman. That's when Patch Wolverine was uh, beating up on the new costume of Wolverine. It's pretty awesome, pretty tough. Our next nominee is Wolverine number eight by Steve, Steve McNiven. McNiven. And that's just kind of the, remember during that whole series we had the, like, the fist with the claws breaking down? That was the first one. It was just really cool. Next up, we have Savage Wolverine number 20 by Declan Shalvey. That was a gangster Wolverine uh, standing in the rain. Um, just looked really cool. Then we have Savage Wolverine number 23. By also by De- Declan Shelby. Yes, and that was the cherry blossom one, right? Yeah, that was Wolverine kneeling in the cherry blossoms, which is a beautiful, striking cover. Next up, we have Death of Wolverine number two by Steve McNiven. So two guys got two nominations in this one. Ooh. That was the one where Wolverine was kind of on the dock, uh, had Vi- Imagipore, had Viper's eyes in the sky behind him. It just looked really cool. Um, and our last nominee is uh, The Life After Logan One-Shot by Javier Polito. It was kind of a red silhouette of Wolverine with uh, black claws and kind of the characters around him. It looked just really cool. Yeah. So, wow, this was a tough field. It was tough. However. here's the envelope. That sounds more like an envelope, right? Yeah, that does. And our 2014 Wolverine Award for Best Wolverine Cover goes to... Savage Wolverine number 23 by... Declan Shalvey. Not only was this a beautiful cover, I also felt like this one kind of most represents the year that Wolverine had. Yes. Kind of him dealing with his mortality, then his death, then all the other people honoring him. This just felt like... It's it kind of some yeah, the emotional essence of what yeah. we went through as a Wolverine reader this year. So besides just being an awesome cover, it was also a very um, appropriate cover for yeah. this award. So anyway, uh, that was us jumbling through our 2014 Wolverine Awards. Did you follow it? Yeah, I'll post the winners later so you have a list. Um, but but yeah, so I guess that's it. Next episode. We will very quickly wrap up the Weapon X program and then talk about the Wolverines number one. So we'll see Wolverines. What... Yep, that's right, with an S. You know we're going to have to make up a song. I don't know that we will. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Georgie. I'll figure uh, out something. Okay. Anyway, uh, please like the Facebook page. Uh, you can email snickcast at yahoo.com. Show notes are snickcast.podbean.com. Twitter, at snickcast. Uh, you can leave an iTunes review, all that good stuff. Yeah, that's it. So until next time, hugs and snicks. Bye. Bye.